the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Thursday. We're almost a Friday. I was almost in jail today. <laughs> After some of the people I ran in on the road. Oh, my Lord. I thought, I thought uh, Robert, today I might have to get out my firearm, to be honest with you. What happened? Well, there was a guy driving down the road today. And if you're the guy that's driving the silver Ford truck, shame on you. Uh and here's what he's doing. There's people who do this from time to time, and I don't know why they do it, but they do. They just want to irritate you, I think. But uh, the guy's driving down the road, and he passed me by. I got over. He passed me by. Okay, see you later. Then he slows up. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. And right, now, the guy that now, passes you and then blocks, boxes you in. Yes. What is up with that? Yeah. So anyway, he slows down. <clears throat> I go by him. He speeds up. I mean, I'm not. Oh, talking. so he's playing games. Yeah, he's yeah, playing he's games. playing games out there. Well, right. I, you know, coming down 67, I'm, I'm coming south. I'm right. coming to the city to go to work. Right. And uh, we get to the uh, junction of 67 and I-40, and you know, it's two lanes going into I-40. I'm on the inside lane. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of room to go anywhere. Right. right. At that point, this dude pulls halfway into my lane. I lay on my horn. He's lucky I hadn't been to Joe's yet, Heidi, because it's been it's been ordered. I'm waiting for it to get here. I got a a, a train horn coming. Oh, I love those that I'm putting inside my car so that I get people's attention. When you I'm need one of those Dukes of Hazard horns as well. Oh, no, I, I don't need that. <laughs> I just I just want something loud enough that it wakes you up out of your sleepiness or whatever is going up going on in your life. And so I'm laying on the horn. I'm I'm moving over towards uh, the shoulder and uh, the edge of the road. And there's a guy behind me that thinks that he should be doing 95 miles an hour. And he comes up right on my tail when this is going on. The guy in the silver uh, pickup moved over, got behind another car and slowed down. I knew he, he probably understood that I was not, he didn't want to talk to me. That's for sure. And uh, I look up, and this guy is, all I see is his taillights in my window, you know. So I literally slowed down and got on the shoulder. And I go on by, man. Right, right. I'll see you later. Right. And he goes, I mean, flames coming back. So I told Heidi, I got here early. I didn't get up into this, up here to the studio until about, what was it, about 10 minutes till? Um so I sat downstairs for about 15 minutes and let my temper simmer. 
You know which one drives me uh, crazy, Dave, is when I'm driving down the road and these two cars are parallel on a two-lane road uh, with each other, meaning two-lane going oh, and one direction. they match their speed? And they're, they're as, as, as if they're talking to each other. Yeah. Right? As, Hello? <laughs> There's other traffic here. Hello? Uh, one is you pass. Right. You're in the fast lane. Pass them. Exactly. Or get behind the other one. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Crazy. All right, Robert Steinbach is here. In this As you first could tell, hour. Re- <laughs> you got a you got a, a recognizable voice. I really you know do. You really, I really do. I, I'm not saying it's a good sounding voice, but you can't miss it. You know who you're close to sounding? Who is that? Jerry Lewis. Is that right? Yeah. I, a lady. That's what I lady. Said. I was expecting. <laughs> that's what I would expect when I hear your voice. You hear some? Hear that exact phrase come I out of your mouth. I think he's from originally from the Northeast. Is he in New Jersey? Is he? I think, I think that so. might be right. You know, that's a joke I tell when people ask me, well, you sound a little funny. Where are you from? I said, Northeast Arkansas. <laughs> Very Northeast. Yeah, the long, Very Northeast. Yeah, the Northeastern quadrant. <laughs> exactly. We view the United States in terms of the Arkansas map. So, yes. A I'm, bit being, of a, I'm being quiet because I'm I, I'm drinking the nectar of life right now. Indeed. I'm it's funny. A coffee. little of that nectar will calm you down after one of those uh, yeah. driving incidents. Yeah, boy, that was just, it was just bad this morning. Right. I don't know why. Maybe they had a bad week or something. I have no idea. But Cracker, you know, what we used to say back in the day was, where'd you get your license from? Cracker, <laughs> Cracker Jack's yeah. box. box, exactly. Yeah, and that's where these guys had to gotten their licenses from. All right, now the reason, the main reason I've got Robert on today, I'm happy to say that he's becoming a part of the uh, Answer family. Indeed. He will start his own show on, is it this Sunday or next this Sunday? This Sunday we're doing a show. Okay. Uh, the, the show is called uh, Steinbuck on Sundays. It's okay. brought to you and sponsored by uh, Steinbuck for Arkansas. Okay. As you know, I'm a candidate. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be sort of continuing the conversation that you and I, Dave, have, right? It's a discussion of Arkansas politics, which, by the way, implicates national politics, of world course. politics. What, really? They're connected? Yeah. Really? Um, they, can, they can get pretty closely connected <clears throat> Indeed. at times. Indeed. So anyway, you're going to be starting... This Sunday at noon. That's correct. Here so, on the uh, on the answer, and that's that's exciting. It is now next door to us. Of course, is the fish, one of our sister stations, and I'm excited because uh, is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow is their first broadcast of the travelers travelers coming oh, to the wow. fish oh that's fantastic so uh we'll have the uh, the travelers here at salem as well and of course you know you should listen to the fish uh during lent it's just a little catholic uh, humor there but you that's know? true yeah you <laughs> right? have, have some fish <laughs> right. did, you, did you see this church that's doing lent and part of the thing that you know you're supposed to give something up that's right lent. you know that's what right. they have told people to give up? No. Their whiteness. Wait, what? what? What does that even mean? I'm just telling you, it's a church that said, give up your whiteness for Lent. You know, Dave, I, I, let me make a broader comment on that, uh, because I see this in the classroom, be it here or elsewhere. You know, I've, I've taught elsewhere as well. Uh, and modern days, uh, you, obviously, you can't say anything negative about any other group and you shouldn't right it's a good environment in which we don't discriminate let me just stop you yeah, for a second go ahead. because i i 
I've got my own story on this. I want to throw it in here first, and then I want you to finish yours. Yes, sir. As you know, I was the uh, program director at another talk station in the city at one time. Wait, there was another talk show in and the well, city? Not, not any longer. Not anymore. <laughs> but anyway, I, uh, I, was, I was doing that, and right. we had one of the great things for that talk station, which they've given up now here in the present, is they used to have a news department. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was there, we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six news reporters. That's quite a number. A, a news director. Wow. And uh, it was really good. Everybody remembers Jack Heinrich over yeah. there. He yeah, had yeah. that big voice. That's you right. Know. He was great uh, on the air. But anyway, there was a, a, a I won't say uh, the person's name, but they were just kind of, they had just come out of, out of college. That's what typically happens a lot of times when you're, you know, the old cub reporter. That's right. You know, Superman kind of thing. <laughs> right. And, well, uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. This person comes to me and says, uh, hey, Dave. She says, I know that uh, you were part of uh, doing news for a long part of your career, which I was. And she she makes a statement. Well, now you know it was a female. So you can. But most of my reporters are female. Uh, she says to me, would you take a look at this story and make any suggestions. That's a good thing. Okay, so I sat down, and now when somebody comes to you and says, "Look it over and tell me what you think about it," uh, I, you know, I assume, and sometimes that is, the, you know, what assume does. <laughs> what do you make? Yeah, yeah. And um, I looked at it, and I took a. I always carried a red pen with me, and I got my red pen out, and I went in and corrected some stuff on it. And this person didn't say a word to me. They went to my uh, my boss <laughs> and com- and said that I was uh, running a a um, what is it a work area a, a work area hostile work hosti- environment. That's exactly there. It is. You can see it coming, a, right? Like a yeah, train down a track. A hostile work environment, and I got called in by the uh, the GM at that time, and he looks at me. He says, Dave. It's a different era now. Amen, brother. He says, you cannot tell somebody that this is superfluous. You don't need it at all. He says, figure out a different way of saying it. And I just looked at him and said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm not going to edit it. Was it. Jim, Jim Beard was the GM at the time. I said, Jim, I'm just not going to edit anybody's That's copy. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> he looked at me. Exactly. He says, this sounds like you elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. But that's right. Right. Look, you know, and, and that's what uh, the world is laughing at us, Dave. I the know. The world is laughing at us as we consistently dumb down education in America. I guess I should have given her a trophy. That's all I can figure. Right. You know? Oh, you showed up. You get a trophy. You did your job. That's Good. right. That's but right. But you did it very Badly, and and the left creates this false notion, right? Well, if you give someone a trophy, everybody's depressed. No, you tell everybody you did a good job, and by the way, little Johnny or little Sally did the best. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and maybe you too can compete for that. And guess what? Sometimes there'll be someone who never gets the top trophy. Yeah, I never got the top trophy in certain environments, and I got yeah. it in other environments. So right. be it. So be it. That's just the way. But competition, they want competition out of everything. That's right. And guess what? If if you don't have any competition, do you think that raises all boats Mm-mm. or lowers lowers them? You're exactly right. Lowers right. everybody's boat. I mean, 
out in Colorado school district out there got rid of the Val Victorian. Unbelievable. They said they wanted to take all the competition out of, right. out of school. Did well, they take them out and actually shoot them? No, no. they didn't do that, but they wanted to get rid of them. They, no, were, exactly. they got rid of it. And look, I, I was... I graduated sixth in a class of a thousand kids. And I did well for myself in Very high well. school. Very well. And uh I knew the girl that that was the Val Victorian and man, she deserved it. Right, right, she, right. She didn't just get A's. Right. All right. She got A's. Right. <laughs> on all right. of her good for her. All of her class. Yeah. I you know what? I could have gotten A's on everything, but I didn't want to spend every night studying. Uh, my sister graduated I like dating. Yeah. <laughs> my sister graduated number one in her class, but I did not. I graduated somewhere around you. I think eight out of almost a thousand. Yeah. So you beat me, by the way. Um, not much. And, and it was interesting because I remember I didn't take driver's ed until senior year. And uh, no. And the senior year, like the last semester didn't count towards your ranking because it was too late, you know. Right. And so I am. Um, uh, uh, they they tried to switch me because someone took driver's ed and said, oh, you got moved from eight to nine. And I said, uh, why? Because the person took over a summer driver's ed. I said, driver's ed doesn't count. And they said, how do you know that? I said, it's in the syllabus or whatever you call it, the, the handbook. And they said, well, you really kind of game the system. I said, no, <laughs> no, I followed the rules. Yeah. I followed the rules. You gamed. That's what, right. You gamed well, that's the it, system. Right? That, you know, isn't that language of the left, right? When you yeah. follow the rules and you get the trophy, yeah. well, you're gaming the system. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, quickly a break. And then when yeah. we come back, there's some things to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there to talk about don't forget about east end towing east end towing wants you to remember that if you see those yellow flashing lights on the shoulder of let's say i-40 i-30 or whatever move into the furthest lane you can from those flashing lights and give room to the people that are trying to help other people uh it uh, you know i truckers are good at this they move over they know that number one they have a major windstorm that they cause when they go by somebody. And, and secondly, uh, when you're that big, you buffet people around a lot. Well, your car does the same thing on a, a smaller scale. And the last thing you want to do is to be the guy that's changing the tire. And, uh, you know, that person ends up cl- cleaning off the side of your car because you're that close to them. So make sure you give them room. That's East End Towing. They just want to give you that safety reminder. 888-8849. 501-888-8849. Call them. East End Towing. All right. 624 on a Thursday. That means, uh, you know, we don't have very far to go to get to Friday. By the way, starting tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, we will have somebody on from the Travelers uh, for that half hour, 705 to 730. And talk to them about the team, about uh, some of the players that you're going to get to know as the, the season goes on. Uh, of course, they're affiliated with the Seattle Mariners. Wait, to you, and you're going to see this tomorrow. I'm going to be a model. Oh gosh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a model, <laughs> Dave. They're, you got a face for radio. I know okay. <laughs> I do. They're bringing they're bringing in uh, one of the new jerseys that they'll be selling for oh, the Travelers uh, this this season. And it is a green jersey, like the home uniform that the Mariners wear. Oh, very nice. And it is cool looking. Very I nice. really, really was impressed with it. So I'll be 
I'll be showing it off tomorrow. But uh, Steve uh, Davis will be here. He is the voice of the Travelers. He's going to join me tomorrow, and and uh, we'll start off. And then every day, uh, except for Tuesday, I believe, uh, you will hear a recap of the night before Travelers game uh, after the Bill O'Reilly segment. Oh, that's nice. So nine, about 90 seconds to give you an update on what happened, who had a good night. We won't talk about who had a bad <laughs> night. And, uh, you know, how they're doing, uh, you know, in the standings and things of that nature. And uh, then we'll play a spot and then we'll get back to the show. Those games are fun. I've been to several. I enjoy them a lot. Well, look, the Travelers are are a, a big part of Little Rock. I know they're double-A. They're not triple-A. They're double-A. Whatever. I wish they were triple-A. Understood, because, but please. Yeah, triple-A is like being in the major leagues, basically. They're pretty good. They're entertaining they're really to watch. Good. Well, they're, yeah, right. they're good. They're fun. I, right. I, I look at double-A as high-end college ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the better the better college players will be in double-A uh, and then getting into triple-A. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch those games. I like going. I like baseball. A lot of people don't. It's a little slower. That lets you digest your hot dog and and, and uh, that's part of the fun, you know. And have a you know have a beer, or have a coke, or whatever it is that you drink, and uh, enjoy the game. That's exactly it. You know, it's a it's you go with friends. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Half the time I'm not looking at the you game. The talk. other half I am. Yeah, you're talking, talk, you, you, eating you, you, a pretzel, yeah, a thirteen dollar pretzel. Anyway, the <laughs> point. <laughs> Not that bad. Not over that Dickie bad. Stevens, my favorite thing at Dickie Stevens is the bologna sandwich. I don't think. Oh well, I can't eat that because that's pork. Can't use right, it's pork. Right, right. But I'm going to tell you, it. I grew up on bologna sandwiches. I, when I was a kid, I had it too, that's and right. I love bologna sandwiches. Right. And uh, I go over there and. Uh, and get one every time that I go. And I don't eat pork that often anymore. Right, right, right. I, I kind of follow some dietary laws I see. Right. that the Bible extends right. to us. So, but bottom line, it, it, it's a great time. Get your tickets now. Um, What's a ticket these days? I forget now. About seven bucks, maybe. Is it seven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's right. Right, right. I, I tell people. I always tell people that's somewhere a, between cheap. five and fifteen. That's cheap. No, it's a very reasonable price. It really is. And then you, your kids will like it. For the first ten minutes. Well, that's right. Well, that's right. You know, I got in a little <laughs> bit. They don't, they don't. They're not going to pay attention to that ball game for the most part. But that's what makes it fun, right? You get, like I said, joking about the price aside. You get a pretzel. You hang out. You, you talk. Got a, hey, Odie's out there. You know, that's right. Awesome is running that's right. around. The horse is running. Around. It's it's good time. The it train is. is running around. That's right. Of course. That's right. And this year they got the splash pad out there. What's that? It's a you know where the the water does it shoots up out of the ground and oh, stuff. I don't the remember kids that. can okay. go out and party out there. Oh, nice! While the parents maybe watch the game, or maybe uh, you know the moms don't they want to hang out with each other, right. so you don't have to worry about your kid drowning. Right, right. So you take him out oh, nice. on the splash pad. Oh, nice! It's not like they're in a pool. You know what I'm saying? You know how that is. But mm-hmm. they have have a good time, and that's really a a great opportunity. <laughs> Uh, for the kids to have a good time. All right, we got news coming up here in about uh, oh, about a minute and a half. When we come back, uh, got a, got a couple of stories I want to bring to you. Right, I love Governor Abbott in Texas. <laughs> Isn't he fantastic? He hear what he's doing? Uh, not the latest. Tell all, me. All of the illegals that that they're catching and bringing into Texas, they're put. They've got. I think they said ninety-one buses. 
They're loading them up and taking them to Washington, D.C. and letting them out there. You know, this is such an important point, right, because the the leftist uh, federal government decides we're going to have an open border policy. We're not going to have borders. And then who do they stick it to? Border states. Not there. Border states. So, Governor Abbott, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. He, he's great. He's like, you okay, you want yesterday. him. You got him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And the state of Texas right now is is spending a billion dollars of their own money. Right. To protect their border, which is the responsibility of the Biden administration. And they're not doing squat, to say the least. All right, let's take a break. I'll tell you more about that when we come back. Robert Steinbach is my a friend, and he's here on the show with me today. He'll be with me until 8. He'll join me as well with our special guest coming up in the next hour, Doc Washburn. ICU Protection. Uh, the owner of that uh, company is Billy Mack. I had lunch with him yesterday. Well, I guess it was breakfast. We had breakfast together yesterday, and, and we were talking about some of the things that his uh, process allows you that others do not, you know, ADT and all those other people. For instance, you're, uh, you can put it on your phone and let's say there's somebody coming to your house and, uh, well, let's just say Amazon shows up at the package. Well, you don't want to leave it on the porch, right? Well, you, you tell Amazon have driver call me. And they'll call you when they show up. And then you open your app for ICU on your phone. And you could unlock a door or or open the garage door. And you can watch them as they put the package in your garage or wherever it is you want it. And then they stand back and you can lock the door or close the garage door. And this is one of the benefits of being with ICU protection. They'll protect your home. They'll protect your business. I mean, let's let's look at everything they do. They do the uh, door and window sensors. They do the indoor and outdoor cameras. They do the doorbell camera. They do the motion detectors. They do analytics so you can know whether it's a person, animal, or car or anything like that. That's with your home or with your business. Alarm security monitoring. But here's the real kicker. You pay for the service. You don't have to pay for the hardware. You own that hardware. It is your hardware, and, uh, you know, you don't have to pay for it. He absorbs that cost. So keep that in mind. Give him a call, 501-205-1333. How good are they? Well, Nuclear One uses them. If they use them, I think that since you don't have a, a big nuclear thing inside your house, or you shouldn't, you don't have to worry about uh, what they can do and do it well for you. That is ICU uh, protection. 501-205-1333. Call and talk to Billy and get things set up uh, for your house the way you want it to be done. Robert Steinbach is here. Indeed. He is in the studio. Got him here. We're announcing his new show as he becomes a part of the Answer family. He'll be on at noon on Sundays, Steinbach on Sunday. Exactly. What is going to be? I'm trying to think. There was a song that dealt with Sunday. Well, there's Monday, Monday. No, it's not that. It was from, wasn't it the Sterile Cuckoo had a song? Sometimes I consider you to be a Sterile Cuckoo. <laughs> 
My, it probably is better for mankind if I were a sterile cuckoo, to be honest with you. But the bottom line, we'll we'll come up with a some kind of a piece of music to go along with the show it. and things Absolutely. of that nature. And I'm I'm kind of the guy that we do. I mean, I'm the guy who came up with for Kim Hammer. For oh, show. it's great. Yeah, can't touch this. That's great yeah, with Hammer. That was a good good piece of music for uh, for his show. I like, it. and I love his show. His show has really grown. I yes. expect that I've your show it. will be the same way. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I know it will be. You've you've learned from the best. I re- I, I've <laughs> stolen from the number one guy. There you go. <clears throat> you know, people don't realize. You listen to the show. You know, you've heard Robert on my show fifteen years, fifteen plus years. Yeah, it's amazing. You've been it's on really the show. Amazing. What? And this is how I fe- I found him out. I heard in a, a news story, and I forget what it was about. I think it was FOIA, probably. Probably. And he was talking like a real conservative. So I had lunch with him. And lo and behold, it was a lawyer who was a conservative. And, and a law, law professor. Law yeah, right? I mean, even school. more rare. Yeah. And I said, have you ever thought about doing radio? And he says, yeah, I can give it a try. Sure, why and not? And the rest, as they say, is history. Indeed. And how that has all worked out. Uh, for that all right so let's take a look at some of these uh, stories uh, that are sitting out there right now that's right that just are asking to be talked about uh let's start off with uh the deal with uh, governor abbott yes he announced his plan to send illegal migrants to uh, dc on buses as inflation supply chain issues and russia's ongoing invasion of ukraine command national attention um, illegal immigrants are still pouring across the southern border with mexico and governor greg abbott said texas will address the migrant influx which he accused the biden administration of fueling by rerouting them to washington dc on charter buses. Well, the, the point is exactly right. It's so easy, and the left does this all the time. They tell you what to think. They tell what you, you what to do, and they pick your pocket. So basically, the left sitting up there in Washington says, well, we need to have open borders. Where? On the border where they don't live. So they want to tell Texas, by the way, as you might be aware, I say somewhat mockingly, uh, we're pretty close to the border. Uh, And the left. They're sending these people all over the United States. So every state is a border state. Indeed. Indeed. But uh, Abbott, who's right on the border, has more. Yeah. yeah. Right. And his point is, hey, you lefties, you woke agenda folks up there in Washington. You want them. You can have them. Yeah, you keep them. That's right. You deal with the crime. That's right. You and, deal with the rapes. And I'm going to remember. I'm going to remind you, Dave, something you're well aware of, but your audience may or may not remember. Just per chance, my parents were immigrants, legal yeah. immigrants, yeah. legal immigrants. Okay. Well, the reason this is happening, it's very simple. They're getting rid of Title Forty Two. Title Forty Two was put in place by the Trump administration saying that if you have a communicable disease, not just COVID, by the way, it was a communicable disease, you weren't given access to the United States. Don't be bringing your stinking disease into our country. And I, you've heard Dr. Yamauchi on oh, my sure, show. Of course, many and times. And he is very, very reticent about that. For instance, TB is higher now than it's been in years, and it's because it's coming with the illegals. Right, right, we, right. We're not stopping these people like we did at Ellis Island 
to figure out, are they sick? They're just walking across the Rio Grande or wherever they're walking through and walking into our country. And, uh, you know, they always say, well, we got 150,000 this month. Right. But they don't talk about the two-thirds they didn't, in, in, you know, right. they're not stop. Counting. Right. Dave, I said this when I testified before the state legislature. You know, I've done that on numerous occasions. I've helped pass numerous bills, in fact. And uh, I said, it's really interesting that the left wants to mandate mandate that we get a vaccine. And as you know, Dave, you and I got vaccinated by our choice, by our choice. That's correct. Right. Uh, But the left wants a mandate of vaccine because that's the science, according to them. But having folks come across a border without vaccines, without testing them with uh, the possibility of COVID and a host of other diseases, that's not science, according to them. Right. Uh, The differences between men and women. That's not science, according to them. Whether people can gather in large leftist protests, Dave, with buildings burning in the background. But that's a peaceful protest, right? That's right. That's a peaceful protest. That's science to the left. They're hypocrites. They're absolute hypocrites. Well, the Texas Tribune, this is from their story. Let me just read this one paragraph. Abbott's announcement is in response to the administration's decision last month to roll back a pandemic-era emergency health order known as Title 42. That's what we were just talking about. That allowed immigration authorities to turn away migrants at the border, even those seeking asylum. That order, which was put in place during former President uh, Trump's administration, has allowed immigration authorities to manage the sometimes overwhelming number of migrants that are trying to enter the country. That's from the Texas Tribune. So, uh, yeah, I'm all about what uh, what the governor's trying to do. Indeed. Look, I, I don't think this is a complicated notion. First of all, <clears throat> every country needs to maintain its borders and control. You its don't have a country. You don't have a country. Well, then it's a nomadic land. That's correct. We're not that. No. So you need to ma- manage your borders. Uh, and secondly, we have a very generous immigration policy. It's not as if we, well, you know, these people, they need them, blah, blah, blah. We let in, I think, millions, right, of people over time. This year, yeah, they're expecting three million illegals into this country. Three million. Right. So that's almost 1% of the population. That's, that's too much. That's the, that's the population of Arkansas. That's right. That's an entire population of the great state of Arkansas. That's, That's exactly right. Are coming in illegally. Yeah. You, you can't do it. You can't do it. Not and keep the same country. Right. You know, it's a, think about it this way. When people, well, you know, immigrants are good. Immigrants are good. Legal immigrants. Yeah. And by the way, shows a glass of water. But being water, water boarded ain't good. So that shows you the difference between a normal influx and too much influx. Yeah. If you're set down and they're just... They put a cloth over your face and tie you down to a board right. and start pouring water on your face. Or they stuff the hose in your not mouth, right? Good. It's not good. You have to ha- manage immigration like you manage everything else. I've yes. been making this point, by the way, about state government. State government does too much. As a consequence, it does almost everything poorly. Do less and do it well. I agree. I agree with that. What I don't understand is why we can't come up with an immigration policy that does what we want it to do. 
We, I mean, we've got the computer power and everything to do that. Why is it that we don't have processing centers set up on the border? You go there, you have, you tell them, you, if you come here, you got to tell us why you're coming here. You got to tell us a marketable skill you can do and things of that nature. That's the way you used to come to this country well, by merit, not well, just Dave, because you were a, a particular kind of person. Dave, we do have the skill. We do have the ability. What we don't have is an administration willing to actually recognize borders. We have a woke left that wants open borders. By the way, rather cynically they do because they largely want it to develop a, a voting base. Oh, so, yeah. it's, right, it's not even for legitimate uh, purposes. So, yeah, I agree. That's right. what's going on. Let's get a break. We'll come back. we got another segment, and then we'll uh, welcome Doc uh, Washburn to the studio. Uh, Robert's going to stick around for that. He's going to ask uh, some questions as well, just so that it's not me and the doc talking to each other. Because I think that's like a time-space continuum problem, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like time cop. That's right. I think if you two touch each other, you'll turn into molt, molten you, metal. You remember that? I movie. do remember. That's oh exactly my. what I was thinking. You read my mind. But that was Van Damme. Wasn't that was it? a great movie. One of the best time travel movies ever. One of my favorite actors, Ron Silver, who was yes, in that movie. Fantastic. He, he was a good actor. Fantastic. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back. We got more for you. Don't forget, save some money on your health insurance. And I and I'm talking about what you pay for the base health insurance and you know don't be paying eight nine ten thousand dollar uh you know deductibles why do you need health insurance you're never even going to use if you got like a ten thousand uh deductible you talk to pat davis he's going to save you money man he's going to save you 30 to 50 percent he's got what's called a deductible buster you're not going to have to pay those huge deductibles just not going to happen this can be uh, used with any provider in the nation. And if they got copays, not you. You won't have copays. They'll get rid of it. Wouldn't it be nice that if you went to see a specialist and you paid $150 because you just want to get in to see them for the 10 minutes they give you, wouldn't it be nice if they sent you a check back for some money? That'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be good. Well, believe it or not, that's what can happen if you go with Pat Davis. Call them. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. That's your health plan man. That's what everybody knows him as. Your health plan man.com. All right. So that's the, the very first story that I wanted to talk about today. The other is right next door to us is Oklahoma. Indeed. And uh, yesterday, the Oklahoma House voted overwhelmingly for a Republican bill that would make performing an abortion illegal and punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Uh, The vote was 70 to 14 after lawmakers added it to the agenda Monday night, catching some by surprise. There was little discussion or debate. The bill, which passed the Senate last year, would make performing an abortion a felony Anyone convicted would face up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. The measure heads to Governor uh, Stitt, who's a Republican, by the way, who has signaled his openness to signing anti-abortion legislation into law. The law makes an exception if the life of the mother is in danger. Now, this is another story that this is becoming a real area of 
division in our country now. That's right. You've got California and Maryland now on the record with pieces of legislation being run through their uh, uh, their House and, and Senate that make it legal to kill a born child. Maryland up to seven days in California, who's never outdone doing really weird stuff, uh, up to one year. Kill a kid, you know, that's uh, nine years and, uh, you know, I don't know, 11 months old or whatever. And uh, nine months, months. Nine months. And, uh, and 11 weeks old or whatever. And no investigation, no questions asked. Oh, okay, they're dead? Okay, they're dead. And then in Colorado, they passed a law and the governor signed it uh, yesterday saying that the unborn have no rights whatsoever, period. Point blanks. What's the, what's the thing they say now? Uh, point stop? Is that the big thing? I don't know. know. They, they, the left has a whole new vernacular. Yeah. You know, Dave, uh, almost 20 years ago when I worked in the United States Senate, I was the lead uh, staffer on on one of the following bills and one of, one of the primary staffers uh, counsel, to be clear, on another. And one was the Unborn Victims of Violence Act. That's the one if you kill a mother or even injure a mother but kill the baby, well, that killing of that baby, you know, while it's in the mother, meaning a pregnant woman. Which was woman, huge because that was that right. during the Lacey Peterson thing? Indeed, it was called the Lacey and Connor Peterson Act. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, w- I think that's the one I was the primary counsel in the whole United States Senate on. Cool. Uh, and then the other bill, of course, was late-term abortion ban. Uh, and so I worked on both of those. I, of course, worked uh, for the then U.S. Senator, who's now the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, who has been strong in the right to life movement for 40 years, let's say. I don't know exactly the numbers. So this is not new to me. By the way, I- I'll mention as an aside, my primary opponent apparently was asked about uh, life issues and essentially gave a pro-choice answer. Okay. So, you know, hey, here's the thing. I've, uh, I know plenty of pro-choice people but they don't usually run in republican circles i agree with that as well too but it's just amazing to me look what was the the mantra the democrats used for so long uh it should it should happen safely rarely rarely. right right that was now now it's it's put out to you hey We'll let you kill your kid whenever you want to, as long as they're not over a year old. And why a year? Two years, kid, depends on you to take care of them. Three years old, I mean, my five-year-old uh, you know, grandson, he, def- he depends on his parents to feed him and everything. I mean, where do you draw the line on this? This is the, this is the big question. The, the left's uh, invocation of having, <clears throat> excuse me, rare abortions is gone. Yeah, They totally. ran away from it. They ran away from it. Yeah, it, and and it's con, it, it's not called abortion anymore. It's called reproductive health. Right. That's exactly. what you. Exactly. We, we got to protect your. You hear Biden use that term all the time. By the way, how healthy is it for the baby when you abort him? I agree. It's it's not. Uh, we should call it reproductive death. That's what it should. I I don't refer to people who believe in abortion as far as the letting people have them i don't refer to them as pro-choice i refer to them as pro-death yeah i i i persist in using the labels that people denominate for themselves as long as it doesn't otherwise insult the other group yeah. you know um uh, but i understand but i disagree with them and i make that 
abundantly mm-hmm. clear. Well, they definitely uh, being pro-choice. It's a one-way choice. That's right. It's right. a choice for the mother. That's but it. It's not a choice for That's the baby. That's all it is. And, well, indeed. and look, the mother had a choice early on. To stay from getting pregnant. Well, putting that aside, albeit that's a topic for discussion, putting that aside, here's the thing. I and you and good conservatives recognize that there's some infringement on the mother's freedom. But that infringement is is a lesser infringement than the infringement on the life of the baby when you kill it. Well... If right? you can kill it, and this has been a statement for a long time, if you can kill it in the womb, you can kill it when it's born. Because the whole argument is, is, is it's a symbiotic relationship. All right? Yeah, there's another thing there. There's a thing. They don't want to ever say it's a human. But the bottom, th- bottom line is uh, that thing that you're going to end its life doesn't have a choice in the matter and where does the line get drawn in the sand where is the red line is it at seven days after birth a year after birth two years after birth where is it at and it's getting slipperier and slipperier on that on that slope all right we got uh, doc washburn coming up he'll be in the studio when we come back news is next on the dave ellswick show get back to it here on the Dave Ellswick show we got uh, one final hour and it's a big hour today yeah it is big hour uh sitting in the studio with me is a, a gentleman who was of course a talk show host uh here in in Little Rock for about seven seven years yeah seven years three months yeah okay you weren't counting though <laughs> 18 days in an hour well, yeah. <laughs> it was it was more than twice what i'd ever done before anywhere so oh, really yeah that's kind of a big deal to me yeah yeah same place that i worked for 14 years yep and then uh showed up one day and was called into a room with bob Steele and uh, jack heinrich and told that our talents were no longer needed there yeah uh this is cumulus media cum- yeah and i'm not speaking against anybody who works over there that's right. I mean, I know Toby and, and a yeah. lot of guys over there. I know Scott Nauman used to be my producer. Right. A lot of good people. Cumulus suck. <laughs> I mean, that's just, okay. Now my now my bosses, okay, you can all get up out from under your desk. Yeah, they're all angels. I'm not going to say. Those are all angels. I'm not going to say anything else about, about Cumulus. Well, I had to explain to people, you know, who are very upset. I said, look, it wasn't the local guys. The general manager and the program director went to bat for me. No, it was national. It was corporate, you know. Um, and the lady who heads them up used to head up Reader's Digest. Oh, that that should tell you how good she is. Well, she had no radio experience. I know. Um, <laughs> they hired her because she had taken Reader's Digest through the bankruptcy That's process right. and out the other side. And so she hired a bunch of people to be higher up honchos. 
And the corporation also had no radio experience. And you see what happens. Yeah, man. Well, when things come in one end and go I out the other there, end, it's usually good. I saw it happen. Hey, now. I saw a lot of it happen, believe me. Of course, I worked for Citadel before that. And, um, you know, they ran the station into the ground as well. because wow. Because they wanted to be Fareed who was the head of Citadel, wanted to be, I'm trying to think of the guy's name now, uh, that brought Stern on in New York and everything, and he wanted to have... Mel Carmazon. Carmazon, thank yeah. you very much. And he wanted to be him, because he was his number two man. Well, being number two man, I'll tell you, I, I, I knew him before I, was, I went to, uh, to KARN. I was working at a place called WCCO in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Carzman bought CCO from CBS. And, uh, oh, what a blowtorch signal. That's, that's yeah. a legendary it's station. A, it's a great station. Yeah. And it comes in, Reed comes in, and uh, they said, just make us profitable. Well, he did. He cut two-thirds of the staff. <coughs> that's exactly that was what he did. It's, I'm just being honest. Wow. That's the way corporate radio is. Yeah. It is. They don't, you know, I understand cutting fat. I don't understand cutting legs off. Well, in the end, it, it, it literally undermines you. That's yes, the problem. Yes, it does. Right, yeah, you can save money for a month, a year. Good luck. I had my first show there. I loved it because I had the folks from, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Mystery Theater 2000 on. I had, oh, yeah. I had Crow and all those guys in the studio. It was wow. Ha- it was hilarious. Joel Hodgson. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was hilarious. All the guys that did the puppets stayed underneath the, the lip of the, of the table. So I couldn't see them. All I could see was wow. Crow and all of them sit and they're talking. Because Joel's from Minneapolis, <laughs> yes. St. Paul area. Yes. Yeah. He is. And, uh, of course, they're now on Netflix is where you can watch. I watch them every once in a while. It's a great show. Mystery Science all Theater. Right. So let's talk, Doc. You want to be the uh, governor of Arkansas? Yes. What, what, what in God's name propelled you to want to be what in politics. What possessed me to want to do this? Yeah. Well, you know, over the years, people would say, you need to run for office, you need to run for this, you need to run for that. And I always said, look, you got the wrong guy. I'm not cut out for that. I'm the guy that interviews politicians. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you can relate. I can, <laughs> uh, I can relate to that. And I, I, and I can't stay on the air if I run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always said, look, I'll, I'm never going to run for office. I just, you know, that's that's not my bag. So... Uh, what happened was, it's late January, early February, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was presumed to be the next governor, because whoever gets the Republican nomination is going to be the governor, it doesn't matter who the Democrats put up a sacrificial lamb, she endorsed Senator Bozeman, who had said a bunch of bad things about Trump. She endorsed uh, French Hill, who had said even worse things about Trump. And um, she was getting hundreds of negative comments on her Facebook posts, and my phone started ringing. Man, she needs she needs a challenger for the Republican nomination for governor. You need to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. You got the wrong guy. Please, seriously. Oh, okay, but then Jan Morgan called me. <clears throat> it was uh, Sunday night, February six, and when I told her no, she said, "Look, you don't understand what's going on. We're about to lose our country. Good people like you need to stand up and run for office. You need to talk to your wife and pray about it." Mm-hmm. Well, you tell a Christian to talk to his wife and pray about something. What am I supposed to do? Say no. I'm like, okay, Jen, all right, all right, well, I'll talk to my wife and we'll pray about it, uh, which I didn't want to do, but I was kind of in a, you know. You were in a quandary. Back me in a corner there. 
So I talked to my wife, and we prayed about it. And my wife said, honey, this is way over my head. I trust your judgment. But I knew that this is not the kind of thing you just decide to to just go off in a lark. Um, and I knew that the Scripture talks about the importance in, in Proverbs, the importance of wise counsel, and how there's wisdom in the abundance of counsel. So I got about 10 or 11 people to meet with me in a conference room at a church in North Little Rock the next evening, Monday, February 7th. Uh, and Jan Morgan was one of them. She said, look, I, I, I need you to know how important this is to me. I'm going to rearrange my schedule so I can be there. I'm like, great, thank you. And we kind of kicked it around for two and a half hours, and um, it was kind of role reversal for me. I tried to do more listening than talking for once in my life. The two main questions I remember. One is, okay, would this be a publicity stunt to let people know you got a podcast now that you're not on the radio, or would you actually be thinking about winning this thing? I said, no, if I get in it, it's to win it. The other question was, what would your top priority be? And I said, to glorify God, because we're supposed to glorify God in everything we do. And when I said that, Jan Morgan said, that's what I've been waiting to hear. So at the end of two and a half hours, it was unanimous. Everybody's like, well, we hope you do this. We think you ought to do this. So we kept praying about it. I was scheduled to speak the next evening to the Saline County Republican Women's Club. And I told them what I thought it meant, that there were so many complaints on Sarah's Facebook posts. Why won't you answer any questions? Why won't you talk about any issues? And what I thought it meant that she had endorsed Senator Bozeman for re-election, who was blaming Trump for January 6th. She endorsed French Hill for re-election, who said that Trump's rhetoric leading up to January 6th was unforgivable, that the idea that an election, landslide election, was stolen from Trump was fiction and a fallacy, that Liz Cheney was an outstanding conservative even as she voted to impeach Trump, and what it meant that when Governor Hutchinson endorsed her, she talked about what a great job he'd been doing. This is the guy who vetoed the bill to outlaw sterilizing children. He's been doing a great job. How can you be that out of touch? So I said, look, it costs $15,000 to file to run for governor as a Republican. If the Lord provides the money, I'm going to file. I'm running for office. And they started contributing to me that evening. And uh, next thing I knew, we had the $15,000. So it was not my idea. It was not something I wanted to do, but I felt called to do it. All right. Let's talk about, you said some things now about uh, about Sarah. You said that she'll be nothing more than a repeat of Hutchinson. Do you really believe that? Absolutely. Positively. Why? No question. Well, again, has she criticized anything he's done? No, he's doing a great job. You know, the mass mandates for five-year-olds, I guess that's a great job. Shutting down all the small businesses in 2020, I guess that's a great job. Telling... Uh, restaurants and bars, you got to close by 10 because of COVID. As the, the, the China virus gets real nocturnal around 11 o'clock, midnight. Right. I mean, you got to wear a mask, walk in the restaurant. To, anybody remember this? Till you sit down and, and do your drink order, and then you take the mask off because during business hours, the COVID is, is, is very polite. C- can I add one thing, Dr. Sure, sure. You, you recall <laughs> that the, the administration fined so only small businesses, no big businesses, a total of $60,000, not per business, across the whole state. Right. 
right? And then a group of conservatives uh, in the legislature that I worked to. Dan Sullivan and the crew, yeah. That's exactly right. Wrote a bill to yeah. say, you know what? Yeah. We've yeah. kind of realized that we overdid it a little bit. And by the way, the we is really they. But nonetheless, it was overdone. And they wrote a bill that said, we're going to return that money to local Arkansan businesses, right? Right. right. Arkansas businesses. Right. And it passed. It went to the governor. He vetoed it. That's right. And in Arkansas, to override a veto, you need only a majority. The same vote that passed Simple the bill. Simple majority, right. Right. And we had a bunch of legislatures, who, legislators, who did a flip-flop on it. Right. A flip-flop. Right. Exactly. So I'd like exactly. you to comment on that. Yeah. Well, so Aza has a history of having some guys, and it doesn't take many, to keep the conservatives from doing the right thing, you know, and 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 they flip for him. But the good thing is that Sarah has said she is against government mandated vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. but she don't want to talk about employer vaccine mandates, corporate mandates. People have asked her. And she has said, well, you know, Walmart or Tyson or whatever, that's, that's you know, private business, that's capitalist, free market, whatever. But it's wrong. Now, as far as I know, she has not put out a, an official statement on that. I'm just saying what people have told me when they catch her in public. And she's like, well, no, that's that's their business. You know, they they, they got to run the business the way they want to. But, you know, but uh, that's not the way it was for small business. Well, and I testified against exactly that thing. I testified against the chamber. Yep. I testified against Tyson yeah. when they said, well, our team decided for our employees. D- did you decide that I need a colonoscopy? Are you going to film it? Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. You can, no shirt, no Wait. shoes, indeed. No what a, service, what a visual. indeed. Gee, that's in the building. But you're going to decide what I do at home? Because that's when I do the vaccine, during my own time. Right. You're going to tell me what right. movies right. I can exactly. watch, what exactly. I can eat for dinner? Yeah. That's corporate overreach. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. And it's outrageous. And, you know, a lot of people asking, well, where has she been the past couple of years? Uh, Dave, you've been speaking up. I've been speaking up. Professor Steinbuck has been speaking up. She's been silent. You know, and I'm sick and tired of Walmart and the Chamber of Commerce shoving the liberal ideologies down our throats and trying to run things in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, I, I'm probably not on the Christmas card list from Walmart. You think, <laughs> the, you think that's probably well, a case? Well, th- that may be true, but I'll tell you for sure who I'm not on the Christmas list, and I think all three of us are not, the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce, which right. has money funneled by a state agency, the, Arcan- right. uh, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, right. funneled right. to private lobbyists who then endorse candidates. Right. It's one big circle of corruption. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I'll just put it, my primary opponent worked for that government agency. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Doc Washburn is my special guest. As I've always said during the time that we we have the primaries, I never endorse anybody. All right? It's up to you to vote for the candidate you choose. So uh, I asked Doc if he'd come on. He said yes. We worked it out. I've asked Sarah to come on. I've yet to have her on. She's never been able to find time to visit with us here on the Dave Ellswick show with that in mind let's take a break then we'll come back and we'll do more here on the Dave Ellswick show and we'll get into talking with uh, Doc about what is it that he wants to do you know it's easy to talk about what the other person is doing let's talk to him about what he wants to do very good all right PI roofing don't forget about them they will take good care of uh, any leaks that you have they'll uh, they'll get with you they'll walk on your roof 
They'll find the problems that there are. They'll take pictures of them. They'll show them to you with a time stamp on. So, you know, they're not like saying, yeah, we were just up there and let's and they took the picture of somebody else's roof 18 months ago or whatever. That doesn't happen with PI roofing. No, they'll work with your insurance agency. They'll take care of uh, working with them, the appraisers, all of that to get your roof back to 100% working order. Remember, your roof is your last defense against the elements outside your home. That's PI Roofing. Call them, same number I call, 501-707-3551, or you can reach them, of course, online at piroofing.com. All right, back with you. Doc Washburn is our special guest. Of course, Robert Steinbach is here. He's announcing today, announced last hour. He has joined the uh, Answer family on Sundays. He'll be doing a show at noon called Steinbach on Sunday. So uh, be ready to tune into that starting this Sunday. Doc, you're running for governor. Uh, Let's just try to talk in this half hour about your top three things that you want to do i'm sure you've got a pretty good list about what you want to attack let's start with number one what's number one issue i'll try to narrow it down but um the most important thing in this state or in any state is the fact it's against the law to murder people unless you're unborn babies now we hope and we pray that the supreme court at the end of the term in june will do the right thing and overturn roe well we don't know Mm -hmm. i'm told that if they do there is a trigger bill which will outlaw abortion in the state. Yes, there is. However, comma, pro-lifers tell me, well, you know, if you believe that life begins at conception, you know, it's not just surgical abortion. It's also the morning after pill, the RU-46, and that's mm-hmm. not in there. So we'd have to strengthen that. Yeah. Um, but if they don't overturn Roe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move heaven and earth, do everything I can to outlaw abortion in the state. And, I don't think, and this is not a goal. I don't think they're going to outlaw it. That's a prediction. In other words, I want them to outlaw it, but I don't think it's going to happen. And so we need to be prepared well, for when it doesn't happen. Even if they overturn Roe, that doesn't outlaw abortion. That just sends right. it back to the states. That's right. That's but, what I expect to happen. Right. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. That's, oh, you again, really? Yeah. No, I think what they're going to do is they're going to allow states to narrow the time frame yeah. in which abortions can be had, but not say that states can prohibit it. They, they are going to say, I believe, it's not my preference to be clear, that they're, they're going to say uh, there still needs to be some entitlement to abortion, according to the Supreme Court, not according to me. So that's what... I believe we need to deal with. So your well, thoughts on that? Well, yeah. look, um, when Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett were up for consideration, the nominations, each one, mm-hmm. uh, each time liberals were very concerned, either because of what each of these judges had said uh, in dissent um, in certain cases, they thought Roe was awful or law review articles they'd written one way or the other there was enough in writing that liberals were very concerned that each one of these judges might overturn vote to overturn Roe so if that's the case you got already got Thomas and Alito and so I'm thinking well you know they, they've disappointed us on other things but if they're if they're in writing about how Roe is awful who knows maybe you get a five to four you know, I, we'll see. I, I, I pray for that, literally. Yeah, sure, sure. But sure, yeah. how many times have we seen people get on the Supreme Court and all of a sudden, well... They grow. They they grow. I put right, in air right, quotes. Right. For no, those, you're right, right. You're right. Okay, but 
Also, what I want to do is dramatically reduce the size and scope of our state government to get them off our backs. Okay. I mean, we're one of the highest taxed states in the country, definitely in this region. They say you go to Texarkana, you can tell when you go across the state line because they're all the restaurants. You know, we need to get rid of the personal income tax. We need to get rid of the income tax of small businesses. You know, we need to get rid of the taxes on used things, including used cars. I just got a great deal. I I, I won't mention where because I understand, you know, sponsors and stuff. I don't care. Okay. All right. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, you know, the podcast, I got advertisers. One of them is Red River. Got a great deal on a 2013 Honda Accord, only 85,000 miles, 15,000. That's a good deal. Pretty good. As a matter of fact, I said, well, i got to check it out with Joe's Garage first. You yep. Don't mind me mentioning Joe. I don't mind that <laughs> at all. And so they said, look, in a few months you're going to need a brake job, about $400. Here's the estimate. Took it to Mitch Ward. He knocked another $400 off. So a great deal. I go to DMV to get you know, everything taken care of, make it kosher. They're like, okay, here, honey, you got to call this number and get the assessment. Okay, so over $1,000 in tax. That's weird. I thought the guy who bought it knew paid the tax. Exactly. No, you keep on paying the tax. Oh, yeah. Every time it rolls over, yeah. the next used car. That's crazy. The state government is trolling moms on Facebook trying to sell their kids' clothes they've grown out of. You, you owe us a tax on that. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. we got to lower the gas tax. The bi- Highest in the region, by the way. Highest. Yeah, the Biden inflation is intentional. They stole the election... I'm not afraid to say it. See, this is another thing. This is one of the reasons that Sarah won't debate me, because if you ask her if the election was stolen, if she says no, she's going to upset Republican primary voters. If she says yes, then it's like, okay, well, why were you fundraising with your good buddy Mike Pence just a few months ago in Indiana? So anyway, she, and that's one of the reasons she won't come on your show. Mm-hmm. Or, or Roby Brock. Roby Brock asked her 20 times, will you come on the show? Each time it's no. Um do unto others as you have them do unto you. Okay? We got the Office of Long-Term Care that's supposed to be inspecting the nursing homes. But we have all these horror stories coming out. And we have for many years. And it doesn't matter whether Hutchinson was governor, whether Beebe was governor, whether Sarah's dad, Mike Huckabee, was governor, and nothing changes. If I get elected governor, day one, day one executive order instructing the Office of Long-Term Care to enforce the law. We'll come back and visit that when we come back from the break. i got Bill O'Reilly waiting in the wings. He's ready to come on and talk to you. Doc Washburn is my guest. Stay with us. He's got more to say. Hey, don't forget about David Lucas. You want to buy some silver and gold? Well, no, buying silver and gold is not like buying stocks and bonds. I'll give you just a little hint. Do you buy silver and gold and just, you know, accept this certificate for that silver and gold? Or do you want the precious metal in your hand? Being who I am, I want the precious metal in my hand, put in my safe, locked up, and I know I can go get it if I need it at the moment that I want it. That's not the way the certificates work. But it's things like that you need to know about so that uh, you can make the right decision for yourself. David Lucas Financial is here in North Little Rock. You can learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, the IRA, 401K, your hard-earned savings. Uh, Give a call to 501 222-3315. Two 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 thirty three fifteen. Uh David Lucas works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. Again, 
You want to learn about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's David Lucas Financial. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, Doc Washburn is sitting across from me here in the studio. If you watch, That's that guy. If you're watching on uh, Facebook right now, that's Doc Washburn. You've heard about him. Now you see him. If you've not seen him, he'll be over all over the state here again over the next few weeks. And Robert Steinbach, you know him. You just hear his voice and you know who's on with me. All right, so, Doc, uh, you, you talked about two things. One, uh, life. Two, taxation. I want to go back to at taxation and ask you a question about how, and because this is always a question I hear when I bring up this, what you're talking about, cutting yeah, taxes. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to pay for it? Yeah. First of all, we got $1.2 billion tax surplus, which means they've been taxing the living daylights out of us. Okay. That's number one. So we got a bunch of money lying around. Number two, we lose over 5% of state employees each year through attrition. Let's try not replacing them for a few years. Let's try taking 10% off the top of every state agency and department. I'm told by people in the know, they won't miss it. Mm-hmm. Also, let's do a forensic audit. You hear these anecdotes of people who were on the, uh, the China virus lockdown working from home, getting a state paycheck, and after a while, they forgot to send them anything to do, and they just kept on getting a state paycheck. They, I mean, there's plenty that we can cut. Again, I want to dramatically reduce the size and scope of state government to get them off our backs. Now, we are the only state in the union that has duplicate child welfare agencies. We got DCFS, Division of Children and Family Services, under Department of Human Services. And then we got Crimes Against Children Division over here under the state police. And on a regular basis, they take children away from parents who haven't done anything wrong, from parents who love them. And it takes months, sometimes years to get them back. Sometimes they don't get them back. Because you are presumed guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. Now, now Senator Alan Clark has been working hard absolutely, at that. Absolutely. We go to the, back to the Stanley family case in Hot Springs in 2015. They, he was working hard on that. Had their seven minor children taken away, homeschooling, Christian family, because the oldest one was tired of being homeschooled, wanted to go to public school, lied to the authorities, the authorities bought it. It's outrageous. If I'm governor, child welfare workers will have to wear body cams when they are interacting with parents and children. They'll have to give parents their Miranda rights. I will order them to stop trying to force their way into parents' homes because they don't know their rights. It's outrageous what we what we allow, and again, it comes back to do unto others as you have them do unto you. Same thing with our veterans. i got a buddy named Mark Diggs. He has a nonprofit called Veterans Villages of America. On a regular basis, he hears from homeless veterans. There's no excuse for this. These guys, unfortunately, don't know that they are due federal benefits or putting on the uniform and risking their lives for us. There's a, 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 an office in each of the 75 counties supposed to be coordinating with the county judge to make sure the ve- veterans get the benefits that they're due, and in way too many counties, it's not happening. I mean, if I'm elected governor, my staff will be working with these county judges to make sure these veterans are taken care of and are not homeless, are not wondering how they're going to buy groceries. And you know, an interesting thing, if we do take care of these folks the way we're supposed to, well, every once in a while, one of them's going to go out to dinner or buy a used car or contribute somehow to the economy. I mean, there are a lot of things that need to happen 
that haven't happened. Again, whether Hutchinson's governor, Beebe, Mike Huckabee, whoever, and my opponent, Sarah, you know, talking about what a great job Hutchinson's been doing, it looks like she just wants to repeat the status quo. We've looked into her contributions. 90% of them are either from PACs or from people outside the state. I'm not going to be charging five or $6,000 a plate just to hear me speak for 10 or 15 minutes. But she's going all over the country doing that. I don't need $13 million to win. She's got money. I've got a message. Everywhere I go, people are accepting my message. I was shocked when we got invited by the Benton County Republican Party to speak to them. Because I'm like, well, that's Walmart territory. Sarah had had it all wrapped up. But they reached out to us, said, would you come speak to us? Yeah, sure. I had 10 minutes to speak, and I mentioned the old Spanish proverb, show me who you walk with, and I'll show you who you are. She's walked with Mike Pence, Asa Hutchinson, etc. And at the end of the 10 minutes, 150, 200 people in this Assembly of God Church, Rogers, Arkansas, gave me a standing ovation. I had people coming up to me afterwards saying things like, I never could have possibly imagined anybody being able to peel away my support for Sarah's governor, but you just did. I'm going to vote for you. Wherever my message gets out, people accept it. And they're like, man, we didn't even know you were running. We never heard of you, but now we're supporting you. By the way, electdocwashburn.com is where you can go if you want to support us. And not just financially. That's where people are like, I'd like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Well, you need a lot of them people. <clears throat> yeah. Well, as soon as I announced, <clears throat> pardon me, getting all choked up here. As soon as I announced I was running, uh, Scott Gray reached out to me, reopened Arkansas. I said, would you mind filling out our questionnaire? Sure. Fill out the questionnaire. Happily, I found out we agree on everything. Next thing I know, they endorse me, and he's helping my other campaign manager, Donnie Copeland, who was in the legislature a couple of terms, um, uh, organize volunteers all over the state. And you're starting to see Doc Washington for governor signs all over the state. Um, and I never could have imagined this happening. Um, but people are volunteering to make it happen, and it's a beautiful thing. I've been in Jonesboro, Camden, Mena, Mountain Home, Pardon me. Maybe I need some agua. Dave, Doc, rather, sorry. Let me ask you a question while you take your your drink. I just put out a Facebook post because there was an article in Dem Gaz about a a former state rep uh, who's an engineer, and he just got hired by UAMS. That's a public entity, state dollars, for a quarter of a million dollars. To be a lobbyist for UAMS. So this is the circle, the culture of corruption. It is. It is. Talk it about is. that. Yeah. Let me say something about UAMS. A few months ago, they came out. They planted a story with all the TV news operations in Little Rock and probably the other markets in Arkansas, too, about ivermectin. That's horse paste. People call 911 OD on horse paste, going to poison control center. Don't take no horse paste. Y'all crazy? Ignoring the fact, and they know this, seven or eight years ago, the people who developed ivermectin received a Nobel Prize for medicine for its wonderful use with human beings. Now, to his credit, Bob Clausen at Channel 4 stiff-armed. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't going on my newscast. What are you, crazy? Anybody look? Anybody research this? The other TV news operations, why research it? UAMS said it. Yeah, they get spoon-fed. <clears throat> it's outrageous. Last summer, Governor Hutchinson did a COVID-19 town hall in Salem Springs, people yelling at him because their loved ones going to the hospital, not being given therapeutics. He's like, well, of course they're being given therapeutics. Isn't that right? 
turns to the hospital administrator standing there. He says, not presently. Ace is like, what was that? <laughs> Nothing changed. So I heard about that. I got Dr. Greg Bledsoe, Surgeon General of the state, on my show because he's running for lieutenant governor. He's willing to come on the show. And I asked him about that. I said, look, you got the bully pulpit. You're the Surgeon General. Why don't you put out a statement urging hospitals and doctors in this state to actually treat people with COVID-19? I didn't mention ivermectin. I didn't mention hydroxychloroquine. His answer shocked me. He said, well, the doctors in in this state are really smart Hospitals are doing a great job. I don't think anybody's sitting around waiting to hear from me how to uh, treat COVID. I'm like, wait, what? But you're, you're the, surgeon, you're the general. surgeon general. Yeah. I said, okay, you run the ER in Russellville, right? Yeah. Okay, what's standard operating procedure if somebody comes in symptomatic, test positive for COVID? Well, we don't really have a standard operating procedure. Uh, it's case-by-case basis. We leave it up to the doctors. Um, but they don't as well, by the way. They, I know. The they, medical board right? comes down on them. That's right. The state medical board. Yeah, Dan Sullivan and I have talked about that. Um, but he was, Dr. Bledsoe was very positive on monoclonal antibodies, which I've heard good things about. Yeah, if they you are qualify. good. They are good. No, you don't if, like if, them? If you qualify. If you, well, that's it. See, I missed they that They held it back missed, from so many people. I missed the part if you qualify. A nurse told me a few days later what that means. If you're over 65, you qualify. If you're African-American, you qualify. If you're morbidly obese, you qualify. Or if you have some other kind of underlying comorbidity, you qualify. So let me make sure I understand this now to the nurse. I said, so if I'm white, 40, been in the gym all my life, been in great shape, never been seriously ill, but now I got the COVID, she's like, yeah, you wouldn't qualify. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. Right? This is because we chop up society based on color, based on all of these irrelevant factors. I had a family friend who was a family law attorney. She got COVID and got it bad and went to uh, a clinic here in Little Rock associated with a large hospital, was told, yeah, you got COVID, go on home, come back and feel worse. Three or four days later, her doctor or her daughter drives her back to the main hospital. They're like, oh, we're sorry. You missed the three-day window of opportunity for treatment, but we'll go ahead and admit you, put you in a bed. Eventually, they put her on a ventilator. Three weeks later, she's dead. They're killing people. Now, I don't know if you guys are history buffs, but there was a movie called Judgment at Nuremberg, and they had all these concentration camp soldiers who all said, I was just following orders. Because somebody told me a few weeks ago, well, see, it's the CARES Act. That's why they don't want to treat people, because it's in the CARES Act. I don't know what's in the CARES Act. That ain't in it. But to not do the good you're supposed to do is as bad as doing the evil. I'm sorry, you got a break. Yep, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sitting here waiting until you guys hit a logical spot to take a break. So we got to take a break. We'll be back with the doc. Final segment here of our uh, 7 o'clock hour. He's here talking about wanting to be governor of the state of Arkansas. You're hearing what he stands for. You'll make the decision coming up on May 24th, okay, during the the, uh, the primary. primary. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Remind you about East End Towing, whether you need a, a tire change, you need a battery change, you're out on the road, your car broke down, not only that, but your car broke down and you're towing your trailer. They know what to do to get you to the place you need to go to. That's East End Towing. Call them at 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. Got about eight minutes till uh, eight o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget that Robert has a brand new show starting here on the answer this sunday steinbuck on sunday is the name of that starts at noon this sunday 
right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Also, that our sister station, uh, the, uh, the Fish, is now the home of the Travelers. So they'll be carrying all the Travelers games for you on Fridays, and this will start tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking to the voice of the Travs uh, during the 7 o'clock half hour to bring you up to date on what is going on with your travelers here in Little Rock. Going to be some things to talk about down the road about what Little Rock, uh, North Little Rock, is going to do about Dickie Stevens Field and things of that nature, too, because there's question marks about some of that. Doc Washburn is here. He's running for governor here or for the to be able to carry the flag for the Republican Party, so to speak. And uh, he's here answering questions today. We're putting to him and... Uh, You've given us two things. You want to move to the third? What's your third I, thing? I, I think you asked for three things. I've given you about six or seven. But yeah, I know, I know <laughs> that. I, I, I'm, I'm big on three PowerPoints. Yeah, I understand. Real school choice. Okay. We talk about the failing government schools all the time. We talk about how they're trying to indoctrinate their children in worldviews that we find to be anathema. Unless you have actual competition, there's no incentive for the government schools to change whatsoever. Real school choice. Let the money follow the children instead of the schools. You know, I had a a listener from Bryant a few years ago. Bryant High School had a a child in 11th grade there in English literature class, the Romantic period, the mid-1700s through the early 1800s, had a current events assignment. Um, You need to do a paper on either Black Lives Matter or LGBT or uh, Native American or whatever, several different things. Uh, and these are the approved um, news sources, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, whatever. And it's supposed to be an English lit class about the Romantic literature period from the mid-1700s to early 1800s. Not the Bronte sisters and things like that. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. Yeah, yeah, and that, Nathaniel Hawthorne and all that. So I made that, fam- that, that teacher famous on my show because I'm like, what does this have to do with that? They're indoctrinating our kids, and it's intentional. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, two things. Put the curricula online so the parents can at least see what's going on. But the other thing is give parents a choice. Stop forcing them to send their kids, you know, two-paycheck family, et cetera, et cetera, to these schools that are – you know, teaching critical race theory, which, by the way, that's racist and it's child abuse. Mm-hmm. It's racist to tell a six-year-old little white boy, you're bad because of something somebody did 200 years ago, and tell a six-year-old little black girl, she's never going to amount to anything because the white man's going to keep her down. This is still America, you know, and we have to strengthen the things which remain. Um and we got to outlaw critical race theory. Mark Lowry, to his uh, to his credit, in the state legislature, you know, he tried. But wasn't that one of those cases, Dave? Because I'm sure you follow this stuff closely. Where there was like one guy in a committee who was like, "Nah." Yeah, my favorite guy, Sturch. Sturch, who's being primaried, by the way. Thank goodness yeah. he's got to go. He's got to go. And and and, Asa who vetoed the SAFE Act, Save Adolescents from Experimentation. And overwhelming, overwhelmingly was overridden, you know, by Republicans in the state legislature. But he goes on Tucker Carlson's show lies about it. Did Walmart, the Dillard's, anybody call you? No, no. Now, Tucker, I've said I listened to the medical experts, 
and they said that it's wrong to stop this process. Tucker Chan hide hide from very well that children time. with gender dysphoria. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, Asa every Sunday he puts a scripture passage on his social media, Facebook and Twitter. And so that next Sunday, after he vetoes this bill to keep eight, nine, ten year olds from going through chemical castration, puts on his Facebook and Twitter, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. The next day I go on my show and say, he's just trolling us now. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Arkansas Children's and UAMS both have transgender, transgender units. It's got to stop. Now, thank God the people voted to, you know, to, to override his veto. But a handful of Republicans voted to sustain it. Flip-flopped, right? No, no. Oh, they had they all along. in the first place. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Sample down in Hot Springs, Craig Christensen up around Bald Knob or somewhere. These guys, I hope they're being primaried. I don't think Samples is. I've but, been, but I've Christensen been, I've been is. hoping somebody yeah, uh, yeah, but, sam- would, would yeah. be primary. Right, right, right. But, you know, I don't hear Sarah coming out about all this stuff. I don't hear her talking about this stuff. I do see Democrat political activists at a place like California giving a lot of money. Why, why would a Democrat political activist, because our campaign has been digging into her financials. It's, it's publicly available. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of digging, but on the Secretary of State's website, and you go to the, the, the ethics uh, tab, and, and, and it's all right there. Why would Democrat political activists be contributing to somebody with an R by their name? I don't know. Maybe it's because they know they can't get somebody with a D by their name elected, and maybe they want somebody to go on to get along. I mean, all the Democrats voted with Asa, right, when he vetoed the bill to outlaw chemical castration. I don't think Arkansas primary voters, Republican primary voters, want another four to eight years of what they've been getting the last eight years. Okay, I've got one minute left. I yep. wanted to get this last question in because you were talking about school choice. Yeah. Are you for, I call them scholarships now, they used to call them vouchers, uh, and that was the money that the state would give for a kid going to school follows the kid to the school they want yeah. to attend. If we can figure out a way that there won't be strings attached, because that's the concern that homeschoolers have expressed to me. And so that's the needle we got to thread. All right. I'll suggest that you talk to Bruce Westerman, because he brought that up back in 2010. Yeah. And was roundly thumped because of it. Because you he know, dare someone... use the word voucher. Yeah, back I'm, when I'm the for Democrats voucher. were still in charge, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, someone brought that up to me. They said, well, I don't want to take it. Hey, the thing about vouchers is you don't have to take it. Now, uh, that's not the end of the discussion because you raise the right issue. But for sure, if someone's homeschooling and they don't want to take the money, don't take the money. All right. We will be back on uh, Friday morning. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Doc, for being with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's take a break for the news. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.